0: You're listening to the Everyday Addict Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Ariel. The information, opinions, or references shared are not meant to treat or diagnose any medical, mental health, or addiction issue. It's informational and educational only. If you struggle with mental health or addiction issues, please seek help from your doctor, mental health professional, or addiction specialist. Let's get on to the show. Welcome back to the Everyday Addict Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Ariel. I'm a licensed drug and alcohol counselor in the state of Minnesota and a mental health provider. Also, so this week is, well, let's just say it was a tough week. Normally I didn't get my episode done like I wanted to on the time I wanted to, nor did I get it released on the day that I wanted to get it released because I wasn't in a good headspace. And As you may know, or have, if you probably gathered over the last couple episodes, I've talked a little bit about my own mental health issues and how sometimes they just, you know, creep back up into your life and along with recovery too, that, you know, you get issues, you get days, you get weeks, you get times where you just don't feel good and you're not in the right headspace, and it's better to say nothing than to say something at all. And really what I wanted to cover this week is looking at relationships in initial recovery, right? And kind of like when we become sober, you know, a lot of times you're told, hey, guess what, you know, you might want to wait a year before you get into a relationship because they can cause a lot of stress. And over the last eight years, I've seen people go rush into relationships because they're worried that they're missing out on something. And I'm not against relationships at all. I've been married for 26 years. I love relationships. I think relationships are awesome. And I think when you find that person that you want to be with, or that you, that you found your connection point with that, it's important. It's important for your recovery. It's important for your accountability You want to do something for that person. You want to be involved in their life and fully involved, not just partially involved. But one of the reasons why we would say, take a break, figure things out before you get into a relationship is because there's a lot that we don't know about ourselves when we're, if we've been deep into our addiction we don't know what we like. We don't know what a healthy relationship is. And if we do know what a healthy relationship is, maybe we don't know how to navigate that in a way that it's a uh, mutually beneficial relationship. So we really need to kind of like be cautious because we don't want to involve another person into our drama. We don't want to, um, we want to be able to give that person full attention without distractions, right? At least that's what I feel. I could be wrong and you might be over there saying, well, you're totally wrong, 100% wrong. I've, I was in a relationship in my initial recovery and everything is cool. Good for you. That's, that's wonderful. But as a rule, usually we say wait a little while until you figure things out, until you know how to express your emotions in a healthy way or a healthy manner. And that you understand what your dislikes are and what your likes are. What do you want out of a relationship, right? What, what's the purpose in having a relationship? Is it just because I don't want to feel lonely or I feel that's the right thing to do? Or I don't even know, but I just know that I've always been in a relationship. So that that there's questions, right, that we need to ask ourselves. Why am I starting this relationship when I'm just getting sober? Is it because... Maybe I'm already in a relationship and I want to salvage it. Is it what? I mean, there's a a thousand questions, right? And what I really want to do is put this into a little bit better perspective is like starting a relationship in initial recovery is like getting a puppy. Hopefully this connection makes sense. But getting a puppy requires a lot of attention to that relationship between you and the puppy, right? along with the relationship that you start when you're in initial recovery with another human being, it requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of boundaries. It requires a lot of yourself and it pushes you to your limits at times, just like training a new puppy would push you to your limit. I have a good recent experience with this. Um, One of my uh, my youngest daughter, she had taken our family dog with her when she moved and my wife and I were feeling a little bit like, well, should we get a dog? And no, let's just wait. Let's just hold on. We'll get a puppy when we're ready. Cause we're not ready right now because we really are hardly every home and our lives are kind of busy. And so we failed. it wouldn't be fair to the dog at that time in order to, you know, give it the full attention that it needs. So in training, like potty training, house training, crate training, uh, feeding schedules, the whole nine yards, right? There's a lot that goes into raising a puppy, right? Just like there's a lot that goes into uh, maintaining and starting a relationship. There's a lot that goes into that. And sometimes we see the puppy or we see the relationship and we're just like, wow, that is the cutest thing in the world. Oh, I remember all the good times I had and oh, my heart, and we immediately form this emotional bond with this animal or this person. We're talking about relationships, and we just know it's going to be right. It feels right. It's going to be the greatest thing in the world, and no one can tell us that we're not ready because we'll fight them tooth and nail every time. We'll say, well, you just don't understand my situation. I am ready, and I know I'm ready because I'm having this emotional reaction. When my wife and I actually step back and we were like, we really feel like we want a dog, another dog, but we're not sure. Let's wait to see when the time is right, to see when the right we can find the right dog. We can, you know, feel good about this and we have things prepared. So a lot like that in a relationship too is like you wanna be prepared. You want to know your capabilities. Are you capable of devoting time to another person? Are you capable of emotionally managing the ups and downs that come with that relationship? And are you cool with things not going as planned in your relationship? If you're not ready for those things, and if you can't answer yes to those, honestly, then you shouldn't start a relationship because you're not going to be a benefit to anybody else, right? I look at relationships as mutually beneficial and not in a weird way where, where like, you know, I get something from you and you get something from me and it's not a business thing, but it's more of a emotional support. It's a domestic support. It's you're supporting each other's hopes and dreams and, and those things. And when things don't go right, You know, you really, you dig in together to kind of figure it out as you go. It's not a solo show. You made a commitment to another person that says, I'll be there with you through the good times and the bad times. It's not a conditional relationship either, right? When we're committed to each other, this is a deep commitment, right? We're forming emotional bonds. We're forming trust. We're forming all these things that are really important. But if we're just in the new sobriety, and we have trust issues with people, how can I trust that that other person is going to be there for me? How can I trust that it's going to be an okay thing for me to show, you know, my, my anger, or that I might be owly, or I might be uh, not in the right headspace, like I was talking about earlier, where this last week, I wasn't in a good headspace at all, And it wasn't due to anything, you know, big or anything like that. I just struggle sometimes. And I think it's okay to call it out and to say, you know what? I'm struggling today or this week. I'm struggling hardcore with many different things and it's affecting me. If we're not ready to like be that vulnerable with another person and tell them that I'm struggling or if we're scared that they're going to reject us, then why are we in a relationship? Why are we starting something that is causing us anxiety and fear and dread. And we can't be our true selves with that other person because shouldn't they understand? So back to the puppy thing, right? So the puppy thing hit me when I was struggling this week of emotions and also like relationships and what can I compare a relationship to? And I compare it to like having a puppy because a lot of times there's a lot of, fun that comes to our mind, right? We are like, wow, this is going to be the most greatest thing in the world. This is awesome. And we we're making plans down the road and we haven't even really started yet. And so we got our puppy two or three weeks ago and it's been a challenge, right? You, You wake up in the morning and you see a puddle in the middle of the floor and you're like, oh man, I forgot about that part. And you, your first instinct is you're irritated. Well, why don't you, why didn't you wake me up? And it's like, dude, it's a puppy. Right. And we might experience the same things in a relationship too, where someone might leave something around or whatever, and we're not kind of on track. We're not trained to know their wants and their likes or to how to meet those needs. And maybe we're incapable of meeting those needs at that time. And accidents happen. Just like when you're training a puppy, accidents happen, and you have to be forgiving and you have to have grace and you have to kind of like, well, this is the beginning of something and I have to take it in stride. I'm learning because training a puppy is kind of both ways. They're training you and you're training them. And if you understand that, then it might make relationships overall a little bit better because the understanding your limitations in a relationship and when you should enter a relationship and when you shouldn't enter a relationship is kind of I like to use the analogy of a puppy because if we were just to say well we really want to get a puppy and we get one and we're not prepared it's going to cause stress in our life Um, maybe the puppy is going to be you know temperamental will chew on things I mean our dog, Emma has just been like, I, one day I'm down here working on, on some stuff and she's chewing on my shoe. And I'm like, what are you doing? Quit chewing on my shoe. And I was like, well, you know, take it in stride, Brian, because guess what? She's learning, right? She's learning like we don't chew on shoes and not only that, but maybe, maybe I should pick up my stuff, right? So then they don't get chewed on and then she's not tempted to chew on them. And So learning this relationship has been kind of interesting, but it brought to my mind of like in a new relationship, there's things that are going to happen. You're going to step in something gooey and cold in the middle of the night and you're going to be like, what is that? That's not what I think it is, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. The dog puked all over the floor. Yeah, yeah. Or even worse, maybe they pooped on the floor or they got into the garbage and spread garbage all over the house. And you're just like, was this a really good idea? Why did I put myself through this? Why did I do this? Of course, that only for me lasts, lasts about, I don't know, two seconds. It's like, why did I sign up for this? It's because I value the relationship that I have with my animals so much so that, you know, it helps lower my blood pressure. It helps take away my stress. It helps me with my mental health um, when I can just unplug from things and get away from problems for a little while so I mean to me that's a good relationship for me Um, I can do the same thing with my wife however sometimes my stress adds to her stress and having the animal there the dog Emma our wiggy wags Emma um, she doesn't talk back for one thing which I mean I am I appreciate input, but she doesn't talk back. She doesn't judge you. She just licks your face and sits there and listens to you and then says, let's go and play. So, I mean, it's a really good thing. It's a, I've always loved animals, but back to the relationship part of things, right? And if we can find something in a relationship with that, like the person listens, they're attentive and whatnot, and they know what they like and I can meet their needs and vice versa we form this symbiotic relationship where it's beneficial for both people, not just one. We're not just taking, but we're also giving. We're trying to out give each other in the relationship if we're in agreement. So we want to make sure that we're definitely emotionally, mentally, and physically ready for a relationship. If we're not, then obviously we shouldn't enter into one. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a relationship with someone. There really isn't. We human beings are very social beings. We seek out groups. We form groups. We start to live next to each other. Um, Cultures uh, form little tribes and all this other stuff. Why? Because people find out that it's better to be together than it is separated and alone. So there's nothing wrong with that desire, but maybe the timing is off. Maybe you need to step back and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to wait a little bit before rushing into something. How did my last relationship work out? Well, maybe not so good. Or maybe it worked out just fine and the addiction got in the way. And so if we're single and we're starting a new relationship in recovery, We want to be careful. That's what the the whole premise is behind this. And I'm not saying if you're already in a relationship to ditch that relationship. I've heard one or two counselors saying, yeah, you just got to start all over again, ditch that old relationship and move on. That's pushing a boundary. You should never tell someone that. You should let them figure it out and let them make their own decision. Even though you may know it's the most wrong thing that they've ever done, They have to learn from their own mistakes. They have to come back and say, you know what, I should have probably ended that relationship. But there's been people that in initial recovery in already in a committed relationship, already like married for many, many years and have children and houses and all this other stuff. And now they have to figure that life back out without being high or drunk. And that can be very taxing on the relationship. Just knowing that, You know, the feelings on one side might be, well, you were never around and now all of a sudden you want to be involved with things, but you left me all alone for days on end while you were out doing your thing. There might be some resentment there, no doubt, right? And we might have to work through that. And we might have to reprove ourselves to our spouse, to that relationship and let them see that we're committed because maybe we've said a hundred times or a thousand times, Until it just didn't mean anything, well, I'm going to change and don't worry, I'll be there. I promise, I promise, I promise. And it's like, you know, you've burned that bridge three times over. There's nothing left. And it's just because of the goodness of their heart, they're allowing you to come back in. But there's healing that has to happen on both sides. And that's why I would definitely say, if you're new in recovery and you already have a relationship, couples counseling is the best way so then things can get vented and you have uh, an arbitrator there or someone that can referee it and then you're both doing your work so you understand the emotion so you understand the impact because there's always going to be this wedge of distrust and I'm not saying like without a doubt because sometimes there's not but on average most people are going to have this worried moment in their lives where they go yeah you know they're late coming home. Um, they didn't answer their phone, and uh, you know I'm not quite sure what's going on here. So this reminds me of the time, right, when you're out running and gunning and boozing and cruising, and you might come home and you might get be yelled at or criticized or you know have someone in your face and saying, you know, where were you? What were you doing? And you're like, well, you don't trust me anymore. And it's like, no, I don't trust you. Why? Because of the past history that we have. So there's a lot of things to navigate in relationships. If you're new in recovery or if you're already in a relationship and you've got to figure this out sober, this can put a lot of stress on people. So in general, I'd say if you're single, wait, what's the hurry? Wait. Because not only that, but relationships can turn into an addiction themselves, where instead of using a substance, we're using a behavior. We're using a relationship. We can become enmeshed and codependent and dependent on relationships in order for our sense of well being and our happiness. We haven't learned how to soothe ourselves and how to be okay with being uncomfortable and figuring things out on our own. So, All of a sudden, we imagine that, you know, if I involve another person in this, this will make it so easy, right? Not so. I mean, maybe for some, but on average, I would say probably not a good idea, right? Just simply because what we're talking about is we have all these dynamics coming into play. And I know we want to belong, we want to be with someone, we want to be loved. And maybe we weren't loved as a child, or maybe we didn't have the greatest relationship, or we didn't witness the greatest relationship. But there's so many things that we have to take that time to make sure that we're ready. Just like if we're getting a puppy, we have to be ready, make sure that we're ready for the emotional part of it, for the mental part of it, for the ups and downs, and that we are prepared, that our house or life is prepared for a relationship. And if it's not right, if we're not ready, we need to be brave enough to say it's okay, it's not my time right now. I still have things to figure out and when it's ready to happen, it will happen. Right? You it will happen. I mean, I met my wife. I wasn't looking for a wife and I met her at Bible school and actually she hated my guts and but something happened, right? We started talking, we started dating. And guess what? We found out that we loved each other. And it didn't happen by my planning. I wasn't seeking out anything. I don't think she was looking for a husband. But when the time is right, take a breath. When the time is right, the relationship that you need and the relationship that is right for you will appear. It will be right and it will happen. There's no need to be in a hurry. Take your time. Figure your stuff out before you bring your mess into someone else's life. And maybe they're not prepared for it. Maybe they're not prepared to hear about your past. So how do you kind of be honest about that? You know, if we can't answer that question, then maybe we should wait until we have a better way of explaining. Maybe we should wait until we're not so emotionally vulnerable to where like we're twisted and turned by everything. And we just have all these desires. Maybe we need to just slow down and take a breath and take a beat and just relax a little bit and not be in such a hurry because we have the rest of our lives to be sober. We have the rest of our lives to be engaged in a relationship and to reclaim our life. There's no hurry. What are you in a hurry for? Right. I've I've asked that of a couple clients that seemed like they're moving really fast. And I said, what are you in such a hurry for? And they're like, well, I'm afraid I'm missing out on something. And this feeling that you're missing out on something. Well, yeah, you probably are. But you can't make up for lost time. You have to wait. You have to wait till the time is right. And, you know, these are my opinions. And this is what I've seen over the last couple of years of doing this work and the general rule is you wait a year because there's so many things that you have to figure out and it's really unfair to the other person if we're starting a new relationship and we're newly sober because we really haven't gotten control of our emotions of our thoughts and our behaviors and it's going to be like that training that puppy You're going to step in stuff that you are not going to want to know what it is. You're going to be surrounded by things and bugged at weird times, and you're not going to be emotionally available, and you're going to damage that relationship and then possibly damage yourself too to the point of where you don't believe in yourself. You feel down. You've opened up new wounds, and now guess what? I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm lonely, and I'm tired. I think I need a drink. I think I need a smoke. I think I need a snort, right? You may disagree, but this is what I've seen, and this is what I've experienced, right? Although my experience was a little bit different than everybody else's experience, but still, there's work and trust that needs to be built. You have to trust yourself. You have to be willing to trust another person to make decisions as a group and not be so dependent on another person so that you feel right right? If I was being dependent on my wife every morning for my happiness and my personal sense of well-being and my direction in my life, I may not be where I want to be, right? Her idea of where I'm supposed to be might be completely different than mine. And that's not what we do, right? Our our relationship is not built on you're going to do what I tell you to do, a relationship is built on mutual respect and trust and love. Yeah, and we don't always get it right either. I'm not saying that I'm like perfect, that our marriage is perfect. It's not. It's far from perfect, but it works, right? We're comfortable with each other and we love each other on most days. No, on every day. We love each other every day. We may get on each other's nerves just like the puppy gets on the nerves of you when you're training it, but you know, We make it work because I find something of value in her and she finds something of value in me. And that's the important part, right? We're partners, right? We have four children and we love them to death and they've all moved away. And that's wonderful, right? They're out of the house and we've got to re-know each other again. We've gotten to experience each other's company and not running back and forth from Practice or this meeting or that meeting or teacher conference or whatever it might be, right? We're just, we're able to kind of sit and go, eh, let's watch a movie. Eh, let's not watch a movie or eh, I'm going to be over here. Okay, I'm going to be over here and we're all good, right? There's this comfortability that we have. To reveal, initial recovery and starting relationships is like getting a puppy. You have to be emotionally, mentally, and physically prepared in order to deal with your emotions, in order to deal with the messes and the accidents and the boundary crossings and all those other things. And if we're not ready for that, if we don't say yes to that, then maybe we need to just wait. Kind of like we waited until we were ready to get a puppy, right? We were ready. We felt that we were prepared and we were ready. Same difference. Make sure you're prepared and you're ready before you take that leap. You don't want anything jeopardizing your recovery. And you want to be able to be available for that person. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Addict Podcast. I hope you found this to be of value today. And check us out on Facebook. And if you want to suggest topics or have questions about addiction or recovery, please send me an email at everydayaddict eight at gmail.com again that's everyday addict all one word the number eight at gmail.com until next week have a good one